0: Good to go. Welcome back to the podcast. This is week four. As you can see, uh, we have Major Pharrell here. Definitely does not look like Cadet Mejia, so if you haven't figured that out already, this is Major Pharrell. Major Pharrell, you could uh, introduce yourself if you want. Hey. Give some background. Major
1: Farrell I'm currently the Director of Operations here at DET 842. I'm an 842 alum myself, class of 09, a little while ago. But I uh, run these halls myself graduated out of here, went off to become an Intel officer at first, followed on by an acquisitions officer, and now doing education recruiting, and definitely the best job I've had so far is being back here at the Dent.
0: Awesome, good, yeah, well, if you don't know her already, you should have, but there's another little uh, rundown. Uh, we're going to just uh, start off and ask her a little bit about these award, this award that she won, well, two now, right? Because you had the one a couple weeks, or you were recognized, same, same thing, okay, got you. So we had it, the official ceremony for it, and uh, yeah, we just want to hear more about that and maybe get some info for the GMC, because we know y'all have been sending in your questions and you want to hear uh, from Mother cadre and things like that. Uh, so yeah, I'll just jump right into the first question. Uh, what was the title of it again?
1: So this award was FGO, which is a Field Grade Officer of the Year. So there's a little trivia question for the GMC, what a Field Grade Officer would be.
0: You should know that. <laughs>
1: That's what my award was, and similarly, Captain Medina won the CGO of the year, so the company grade officer of the year as well.
0: Awesome. Captain Medina, shout out. We appreciate you guys. Okay, cool. So, and then I guess the next question we had was, who is it usually given to, but as we just, you know, company grade and field grade officers, so... um, that's good. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an ROTC award, correct? Like among ab- the region?
1: So it's actually an Air Force award. So I'll, I'll kind of go a little bit into okay. the whole thing when you talk about the titles. So just like the cadets, y'all try to get awards um, every year on active duty, we also get awards every quarter. Um, and by get awards, we really compete for awards. And um, every level of responsibility is typically recognized. So you have your junior airmen, you have your NCOs, senior NCOs, they all have a category, and then you have your officers are broken out into your company grade, and then captain and below, and then of course your field grade, so major and above. And that's how you're, uh, that way you don't have a major competing with a second lieutenant, for example, because the scope of responsibility is much different. That's fair. So all these awards happen in every unit across the Air Force every quarter, and then overall annually. So um, what y'all don't see is that part of us, because that's kind of the active duty side of the house. So our region will send it down to us, they'll ask us for the 1206s, like I know Uh, my 400s know that we did in class last year, we wrote our bullet packages, and you have to summarize either your quarter, or in this case, the year, in so many bullets. And they give you headers, so for ours is a primary job duties, and then a whole person concept, they call it. So Hmm. going back to school, increasing your Hmm. fitness, volunteering, all that kind of stuff can also be put into this award. Um, Those award at that point go into, uh, they basically get competed at the next level up. So we start here at the detachment, and if you think about it, we have two majors, right? So every quarter, the two of us would, in a way, be competing for who's gonna be nominated out of the detachment between the two of us. So in this case, it was myself, and then it was Captain Medina on the CGO side, and we got nominated up to the region. And at the region level, it ends up getting, they call it boarded. So if uh, y'all remember in class that we actually brought them up on the screen and everybody graded them, that's kind of how we do the same thing. There's a group of people and they grade every package. Once they grade it, every package gets a score, highest score wins, of course.
0: So I guess the only, I was just confused because you said region, so that's why I thought it was an ROTC award, but is it just read like literally just geographic region, active duty Air Force then?
1: Right, so it depends on where you're stationed. So okay. um, normally, if we're gonna talk kind of a normal operational Air Force, you have a flight, right? You're in a flight just like mm-hmm. we are here, and what happens is you are the one nominated out of your flight, and it goes up to a squadron. And everyone from each flight gotcha. is now competing at the squadron. The winner of the squadron goes to the group and oh, the winner okay. of every squadron competes at the group. And huh. then when you have, let's say if we're going to take our detachment, for example, um, ops group will have a winner. Maintenance group will have a winner, mission hmm. sport group has a winner. And now they're all competing against each other for the wing.
0: Sheesh. Well, that tells you how awesome major Pharrell is and captain Medina. Cause that's crazy. I mean, you're at, at a certain point towards the end, you're up against just the best of the best from everywhere. Right. That's how and
1: it so works, right? ROTC, since we're a little different, we're not a wing structure. Um, our we're considered a squadron here. This is a squadron, um, and then we go up to the region level, which you could almost think I don't want to say group level, but it's basically a group level. And so the region comprised of thirty six different squadrons. You know, one person from each one of those is now being competed for the most part there, and then from the region. We went to the ROTC level, which that's where you could kind of think of it as a wing level award in that sense of the all of ROTC, and so we both competed and won there. Roger. Um, Right.
0: And then first, and then I guess the last question we had on the award specifically was like, uh, what goes, like, how are you, what is it recognizing you guys for specifically?
1: Right. So, um, you know, a lot of it is just your kind of hard work and um you know it's it's difficult in rotc to stand out in a sense because we think about it we all do the same thing yes. right if you want to think about all of yourselves and all the poc and stuff it's like who's really doing anything as they say above and beyond um so a lot of the times that's really what it recognizes is people that don't just do their jobs that have to be done so that you don't lose your job but that are actually going above and beyond to either help you, the cadets, or to help the enterprise as a whole. And so in this case, um, between Captain Medina and myself, we both had involvement in headquarters level activities, like um, organizing a technology expo is what Captain Medina was working on. Um, I was working on the new plans for Field Training 21, uh, working on outside detachment assessments. So doing things that are outside of our original scope of responsibility, that's usually what gets you recognized um, kind of at those levels okay so that
0: is a lot more that is like pretty much strictly like air big air force more than rotc alone but uh that's awesome i know you and captain medina both have good relationships with like the cadet wing and i can see how that would help out a lot because we were talking yesterday like uh, with Major Seal because he's recruiting. We want to be able to work with him and do our job as best we can for y'all, and it's just beneficial for everybody. Like when everyone crushes, like you're crushing something, we all get the rec- we get the recognition for things as a detachment and all that. So, I think that's a huge thing is like uh, making sure you're cl- you have a good connection with us, and it's not like oh no, Major Frills here, you know, it's not like that, and it's same with Captain Medina. It's not like oh no, you know, so, you know. I think having a good relationship at the debt and all that could definitely go into that as well.
1: It for sure does. And, um, you know, we need y'all as much as you need us in a way. Because we can have a lot of ideas. We can have a lot of, you know, drive to want to do things with y'all. But as you know, the cadets run this organization. So if y'all don't want to do it and you're not motivated (laughs) to do it, then it just won't get done. And um, I have some friends actually, uh, kind of a shout out to the PA team. And um, this was honestly from the la- from last semester's PA team, but nonetheless from our PA team and uh, the video they made for the end of the year. And uh, we shared it across R T C, of course. And I had some friends hit me up that had other debts and they're like, man, how do I get my cadets motivated like that? Like, how do I get them to do something like that? Like, well, it's hard, it, it, you know, you can't really make someone do it. Um, and that's what we're really thankful for is y'all are just as motivated. And that just drives us to do even more and to, to push y'all I'm more and just, give you guys the best training and the best experience y'all can have here?
0: I think the culture here, like the work culture here among everyone is insane. Like it is crazy how hard everyone works. Like I have friends who are active Air Force and they're like, what are you doing? It's seven Mm -hmm. o'clock. Like it's EOD. I'm like, no, man, I got to, you know, we got to take care of stuff. So, and that just, it comes off of everybody. And, uh, you know, when you come into the detachment, I I don't know how it is on cadre side, but for any cadets, uh, you might not be used to that. I wasn't used to that when I came here from high school, and I'll be honest, it took me a little while to adjust to that. And I, I'm finally getting there, but you know, it's different. We work at like a different intensity level, but in a good way, it brings everyone else up. You, you might you might have a few people who really you know are really busy or might not be into really putting that work in, but it like everyone feeds off of it, in my opinion, from what I've seen, and especially with cadre too, like just being here late, getting here early, and all that. So. That's awesome oh,
1: that's great yeah like i said i mean that's one of the things we always thrive on here is uh that it's a family and so as some of y'all met staff sergeant Barnes, uh the newest member of the family and mm-hmm. we kind of told her that same thing we're like hey real quick you're gonna you're gonna feel it it's oh yeah <laughs> it's a close-knit environment and that can be both good and bad we do a lot of great things together um we do we do things for each other um, but at the same time just like every family there's conflict and it can happen quickly and uh it yeah. can burn rapidly if you don't control definitely. it so um all good things though and we have a great program here for sure
0: definitely well we'll get into uh some other questions for major pharrell but i want to do a quick round of applause in the chat on uh <laughs> give her some emojis and uh for major uh captain medina as well make sure they're, that's heard and uh and make sure they see how much we appreciate them sweet well um we a couple other questions that we had from gmc um we post this little uh, one question survey, pretty much once a week, there's no schedule to it, but I post it, it's one question, it's short answer, you can put whatever you want, and it just says, what do you wanna hear about on the podcast? And one of the questions that we got from a GMC this week was, um, you know, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a broad question, but we worked with it and we broke it down a little bit. The original one was like, how, how do you inspire others? Okay, so that's like a huge question. So we broke it down into a couple different questions. So, I guess just to start, you could say how do we try to inspire others? Like how do you what's your style like when you're when you're working with someone in the detachment right. for inspiring someone?
1: Um, so it's kind of funny that this question comes up because uh, right now I teach the 200s and this is a big a big topic in the 200s. It's all about teamwork, followership, leadership. We learn a whole lot in there. Um, full range leadership model, all of those great things and and you know, they'll tell you real quick what the best one is, okay, idealized influence, you know, inspirational yes. motivation, those are what we all wanna do and we can easily rattle off these, these things saying that they're great. But if I'm being completely honest, I didn't know what a, my leadership style was. Mm-hmm. It probably wasn't until I got here. And I'm talking, I was maybe eight, nine years active duty already. So I know some cadets, especially some of my POC, they may question themselves because they don't have a leadership style, they don't know what it is and that's okay. You know, it's always going to change, and all that. So, in terms of how do you inspire others? I mean, the best way I can say is really to be inspired yourself. I think there's a lot to be said um, to being able to see through somebody when you know whether or not they're being genuine mm-hmm. in their motivation. Definitely. Um, and I think that a lot of people, especially if they get put into a position that they don't want, that they don't enjoy. Um, it can be hard for them to be motivated to do mm, well. Definitely. And unfortunately, when you kind of lack that driving motivation, then those around you see it and they pick up on that energy and they feel it, and it could be hard then for them to be motivated. So, right there, the best way to inspire people to do well and to do their best is for you to bring that inspiration I'm by sure being you inspired yourself. Definitely.
0: Yeah, show that you care. I totally get that. I see that, too. Like, I've had feedbacks before, or I've heard feedbacks given to people on, like, um, you know, some people just, like, how they are and their attitude can have more of an impact than others on, like, things. So, like, if you're usually the happy guy or you're usually smiling, I've heard things, you know, like – well, hey, you need to realize that you are a li- maybe even a little bit more important in terms of the. When you are down, everyone feels it. Like, dang. Like, what's wrong with Cadet Johnson, you know, or whoever? They're always happy. What's wrong? So, you got to be aware of that for sure, I think, like just touching off that topic, and you got to know. What people kind of expect from you, so that you can. And hey, if you're someone who's usually real quiet and like random, you're randomly excited about something, then that's gonna just everyone's gonna get turned up off that too. So, yeah, yes. I definitely get where you're coming from on that.
1: Absolutely true. Yeah, I've had it that way many times in my life. I know some of y'all knew what my nickname was with Cap Cat Peoples was here. And uh, so yeah, if you ever have the day you come in and you're just even tired, maybe the coffee yeah. hasn't kicked in yet, everyone immediately yes what they're doing and yes. what is wrong, what's going on, and that, again, just kind of shows the kind of environment that we have, Those that we care about each other that much to, to ask when someone's not at 100%.
0: Definitely, 100%. Well, okay, so going off that, what are some, like, I mean, you can be as broad as you want or get as specific as you want. What are some like hard do's as a leader and don'ts as a leader? Or, and you could even compare them too. So if you have like a do and then the opposite of it, you can say that too. Like, what are some things that you just shouldn't do? One of something that comes to head for me like immediately is like um, uh, when you're praised or when you have something good happen among your people. You, it's them, it's the followers, and then like. On the flip side taking responsibility as a leader when something bad happens you know like we hear that a lot so do you have any like input on that or like any other tips and things that you like to follow
1: yeah i mean you know that's a really great one right is recognizing your people uh for sure i think kind of not only recognizing your people and then flipping that to saying taking responsibility but at the same time if you want to flip on a don't side it would be like don't take credit for something that's not your work
0: oh you know and rather
1: give credit where credit's due is really what it comes down to it, that's kind of tricky. I know. I think some people might be scratching their their noggins a little bit asking about that because, as officers, you know, majority of what we get credit for is the work our people do, our enlisted corps. That you know, the, being the backbone of the Air Force here, that's they're right. going to do all the work. And so, when it comes down to a lot of these award packages, when we just talked about the awards and stuff, you know, you as the leader, the flight commander of that crew, let's say, um, you're not taking credit for their work, but you led them to get that work done. So there's kind of this fine line, you know, there's a difference between I did this, this, and this, and I led a team that did this, this, and this. And 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 that's kind of where that comes from. And you
0: gave them every opportunity that they needed and you helped them out and you were always there for them or there for them as much as possible when they needed you and all that.
1: Exactly, and just like you said, because if you flip that coin, if things go wrong from that team, you will be the one to answer this for what went wrong and why. Um, and what could have been done better. So definitely giving credit where credit's due would be a a huge do um, in the whole do's and don'ts. And and going back to what I said before about being genuine, you know, um, I think that's one of the biggest, if anybody ever has a problem with a leader, it's never that they're too strict or they're too tough or even that they're too lax, but a lot of the times it's because people just feel that they're not genuine. You know, Um, one of the things too, and I know I've told some of the POC this before is never, never lie never give false information because the quickest way that you can lose all of your credibility is by giving the wrong information and I say lie but of course we never feel like we're lying but it can be something as simple as you're giving a briefing someone asks you a question and you answer it but you're not actually sure that's the right answer but you're Mm going to answer it anyway Yes. And if you're wrong, yes. I mean, your credibility is shot, and it's really, really hard to make that up. It's so much better to just admit when you don't know and just, I don't know right now, I'm going to find out. Um, anybody, Anyone interested in intel, get used to that, that phrase for sure. Hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to find out because you don't know. And acting like you do, if you're not sure, can definitely come back and, and make you seem ingenuine and just make you lose all of your credibility and once you lose your credibility it's like losing trust it takes a lot of time before we're going to kind of rely on you again
0: yeah okay that's a good one it might seem like something simple but i mean you can obviously we're not going to go out and like blatantly lie about things but yeah that you know don't you know give people information especially like with the example of intel you know people could get hurt you know obviously so oh yeah that's uh that's really good we that's good feedback Okay, what else? I think about, what else is a leader? Definitely, like, recognizing your people. Mm-hmm. Genuine. Being genuine is, like, a really good one, too. I mean, you saw when Colonel Hoffman came up here. That was the most genuine a person can get, you know? like no, and, I, and I think everybody respected that, and anytime anyone does that and is genuine. Like, Cadet Okada came up here, and he w- was open. He didn't have to say anything, but he was open with some of his... Um, trials and ROTC and and it was great and that's uh, everyone watching probably learned something from it you know so that's really cool I definitely respected that out of my leaders like when I was a flight commander if they would if they could come to us and say hey look why do you think I want you to learn this this specific DNC so bad why do you think I'm so upset because I didn't know what it was because I screwed this up you know like learn from me like when when leaders come to me with that kind of stuff that's awesome like if you're the type of leader who like you don't want your people to ever think that you're you know, wrong or you're perfect, I think that can rub off. Some people can pull it off because they genuinely do know, all you know, everything in the book, but, uh, being genuine and like, helping people learn from your mistakes, I think. Right. And I think what
1: you're getting at is vulnerability. Yes. So have vulnerability. And that is an extremely difficult thing for people in the military. A lot of us are very strong willed. Um, very type A, as they'll call it, mm-hmm. and just like you said, right, we we want to be right and correct, and we kind of strive for perfection, but in a weird way, that's extremely detrimental. Definitely. Um, and so that's something I've been reading up a lot about right now recently, and um, really been trying to employ, is just having vulnerability with your people, because that allows you to show compassion. It allows you to, you know, let, for example, in this case, um, let that cadet who just lost a grandparent, let them excused Mm -hmm. from from class and from pt because they just lost someone that they loved right who says no you have to be here because that is the requirement that doesn't help your people okay that doesn't set the tone what we want to do and so that's where the compassion comes in but where that vulnerability comes in is being that person that you had said about coming up and saying you know what i struggled with this Mm -hmm. i failed this you know maybe i didn't pass the pt test my first time or maybe i needed a waiver to mm-hmm. ha- pass the AFOQT, like that's a really vulnerable thing because that really opens you up to show your flaws yeah. um, in the face of all these people that are, you know, trying to be like you really, what exactly. it comes down to when exactly. you're that leader. So, vulnerability is huge, and um, it's something I think we could all take military out of it. Just everyone in general can use some more vulnerability, I think, in their lives. Um, Definitely. And that helps us, I think, all out together
0: and for the record here at our like so far I've been vulnerable with plenty of things um, with a lot of my peers more than leadership stuff, I guess, but like I have never had, you're not going to get judged for the it's 2021, you know, no one's judging you. No one's upset with you. If you're real until uh, I guess what I was thinking when you're, when we were talking about that was, and correct me if I'm wrong or whatever, or if you think there's a better option, but I think a really good way to practice becoming vulnerable uh, is when you're in your AS class. I mean, that's, controversial topics. We talk about things you know that people go through that's real life stuff, especially when you're 400 and 300. Maybe now when you're 100 and you're in your class, you've got all these people that you barely know or whatever but as you go along, I think it would be a really good idea for people to really try to you know get their word out there or you know talk about things and experiences that they've had in these NRAS classes because these are your classmates. Um, And um, it helps everyone when you can give a good experience and maybe when you build that with your peers and you realize, okay, cool, no one's judging me because I said this, you know, this is a closed forum and all that good stuff, then maybe you could try to get more used to doing it with your followers.
1: Right, and I mean, a way that GMC can practice it now since it's not really a big conversation piece in class is every time y'all do cadet rankings, you know, you talk about yourself, you talk about others, Well, really take a look at yourself. What are you bad at? What do you need help with? We all have weaknesses. And sometimes if we lack kind of that internal view of ourselves, if you want to even think of it that way, then we're just, we're kind of blind to what that is, which Mm. makes us put a guard up, you know, or it's, it's because the guard is up and it doesn't allow us to let people in and Sometimes people are struggling and they just refuse to tell anyone and acknowledge anything, and it can make them, you know, rapidly fall down the ladder if you want to think of it that way. So giving that honest feedback to one another, um, accepting feedback. You want to talk about vulnerability. Well, that would be in your hot hot washes, as they call it, you know, the hot seats, right? That's what y'all call it. And somebody's giving you really hard critique feedback, not saying, well, this is why I did that. Well, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You just, you're Definitely. quiet. You yeah. take it in and you process why it's being said. Maybe it's wrong, but maybe that person got that feeling at some point, And maybe that's what you need to internalize is why did that person get that feeling? Because they're wrong. Like maybe that's not me. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a question mm-hmm. of character, let's say, right? Oh yeah. Um, which we all have perfect character, obviously. <laughs> and, um, but that should make you ask yourself, not just immediately get defensive, because oh, that's sure. where that guard has gone up now. And now I'm on the defense. And at that point, there is no winning.
0: And coming off that, something that I used to, when I was like a lot younger, uh, had trouble with is apologizing to people. Like more of a, the peer thing again. Obviously, you gotta, you want to make sure that everything is handled when you're in a leadership position. But you know, if someone does come to you and say like, "Hey, like you really hurt my feelings," or "Hey, whatever," you have to understand that. That's valuable. You you could be you know upsetting people or doing something wrong, and no one's giving you feedback. When people come to you and they're genuine with you, and they're straight up with you, you gotta appreciate that, and you gotta know when to say, "Oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that I hurt your feelings, or I didn't realize that you thought that I uh, that's what I meant by that, or whatever," uh, and accept that, and really be able to you know take yeah. take responsibility for your actions yep. and your words and stuff. Ownership
1: that's a huge piece ownership piece there it is that's right there, like right?
0: one word ownership. in the past 30 seconds there of everything I said. <laughs> uh,
1: like owning owning your um praises owning your setbacks just kind of owning everything that you've
0: out there awesome yeah. okay cool well, i think we got about like five more minutes uh, to wrap it up for uh, our interview right now uh what do you think this is something that's talked a lot less about than being a leader but how do you think uh you could be a better follower what are some tips for that
1: so the best way, of course, um, to be that effective follower. We talked it at Lead Lab last week about um, followership and what we're looking for. And the biggest thing is, as weird as it sounds, is don't be afraid to say no. You know, if your if your leader says something that you don't agree with, don't be afraid to say no. Of course, be tactful about it. Uh, make sure that you have a reason why you're not just being argumentative, but if you're the person in charge, if the leader wants to, to do something that you just think absolutely is a bad idea. Say something, you know. Mm-hmm. Speak up, explain yourself. They may or may not take your opinion, but that shows that you're trying to help the leader be a better leader, and you're trying to help the team succeed. Definitely. Um, so definitely, by speaking up, not being afraid to say no when you think it's warranted, and then of course, um, you know, being a good, good wingman, good teammate. And helping one another out is kind of keeping everybody at your level. We have a lot of really, really strong people here, and sometimes some of the strong folks aren't bringing people to their level, if that makes sense. So when you know you're a strong follower, you're a strong leader. When we, when you know that you're, you've got it together. Um, Your job then needs to be to bring everyone up around you um, and to help them now, not to your detriment to where you like literally sit back and stop talking and let everybody get all the accolades and next thing you know, you're right to the bottom because you haven't said a word in the Slack chat for two weeks, not like that, but you know, find out about each other. Hey, you know, looks like you're struggling on DNC. Can I help you with this? Or, you know, you're, you want to go run together this weekend so you can improve your pt score things little things like that you know helping each other out just because you're a follower in the grand scheme of things in terms of your flight doesn't mean you can't be a leader within your flight
0: definitely i completely agree with that that's awesome yeah especially as a gmc when you guys are just still trying to get down like warrior knowledge pt tests all that good stuff Offer help to people who uh, might be weaker in what you're good at and ask for help in areas that you're not good at. I've said it, I can't remember how many times i said it. Cadet Wilson got me through freaking GMC here, <laughs> helping me out, uh, studying, you know, hey, you know, I, I was not the best at warrior knowledge. And then I could turn around and help other people out with PT. Uh, it comes down to the really basic stuff like that, and you got to be able to handle that stuff before you worry about being a leader as a POC and all that. So... Don't let people, you know, fall off. Yeah, I guess being a good team, I guess we're getting at teammate too. Is But, I mean, being a good follower is you have to be a good teammate. So definitely. definitely.
1: And that's, you know, we've told y'all this, and this is true on active duty. And if, we, if you want to kind of bring this all full circle and talk about that award again, right, you don't get anywhere by yourself. You're never going to make it through the military by yourself. You're not going to make it through this program by yourself. It takes a village. It takes your team to get you anywhere. And so... That award would not have been possible without literally every person in this detachment. Okay. Because otherwise it would have just been me having a lot of good ideas Mm -hmm. and and that's it. And that doesn't mean anything. So that's why being a teammate first and foremost is probably the most important thing is because y'all are only going to get through this program together. And so yes, not everybody may remain in that team, but we do not commission one person every year. We commission a group of people and it's because y'all all banded together to get to where, y'all need
0: to get those bars awesome well thank you so much for coming out congratulations again to captain medina and major pharrell on their awards um and we really appreciate it we know you guys like to hear cadre and a different uh opinion than just me and kiddo Okada on here talking about stocks and stuff so that was awesome we really appreciate you coming out and uh, your time and uh, we'll keep you all posted if you have any questions that you want like that maybe she uh, major pharrell like reminded you of or like, oh, hey, maybe I can ask this. Go on that little uh, link that we put in the Slack chat and just send us our, your questions and we can hit them next week. But thanks hey, a lot, Major Farrell. Thanks,
1: guys. Good work. Of course.
0: Awesome. We're going to have Cadet Okada come on from behind the camera here.
2: What's up? what's up? What's up? How you been? Pretty good back on the screen again. <laughs>
0: We know Kadet Okada loves being a, a movie yeah, yeah. star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Dang, dude. All right, well, we'll freaking just go in here. Um, what? Okay, so this is a good question that the GMC asked us. If you could go back to being your 100 self, what would you tell
2: yourself? Yeah, so I was actually in the auditorium um, when that question was asked by Cadet you. And I, I think, you know, most of the POC hit on it. It was you know, the, the regular answers like time management, um, confidence, getting to know your POC, which I think leads into our next point, but something yep. that didn't really get mentioned that I'd like to mention is uh, proactiveness. And that's something that I learned through, uh, I don't know if you remember last semester's POC roundup, um, all of the ops group had the, uh, the MTIs come in, right? And they were marching us around, like yelling at us, like making sure that we were in shape mm-hmm. so that we could make sure that our cadets or future cadets were in shape and so something that they harped on at the end of, of, of it all as we started talking um, to them just kind of naturally it was it was like proactiveness you know and and something that one one of them said specifically was hey man if you stay ready you don't gotta get ready and that's something that I really like huh. because, and it's something that I like to practice now is because time is, is one of those things that you can't get back you can't buy it, it you know it's, it's limited so making the best of it is like you know should be one of your goals in life
0: Definitely, and like I think a huge part of proactiveness is you got to be able to take care of the small things first, right. and then when you're not worrying about oh you know, dang what's the what's the quote we got to learn this week yeah. or oh man you know I haven't ran in two months uh, I can't you, now you're worried about your PT test you know so like um, definitely make sure you handle everything so that you can get to that point where you're just crushing anything that comes at you and you're ready for anything that comes at you. And I think we definitely have some really good examples of people who are like that in our oh, POC. Yeah. We have some really good POC and even GMC, too, who, you know... Super organized. Yeah, to some people it just comes a little bit more naturally and some people it takes longer, but that's okay as long as you're working on it and you make sure you have the fundamental stuff down so that you can work on that. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. I totally agree with that. I, I think that's what I would tell myself, too. Um, going off of what Fro was talking about, you have to be able to buy-in to the team and you have to be able to understand that you know like she like major farrell said you can't get anywhere by yourself you might be able to you know slide by you know whatever just hanging out by yourself and not talking to anybody and not asking for help and not helping anyone but no one's going to remember you you know you're not going to get asked to help out with things that you might want to work with so um, get that done as soon as possible and just realize hey you know you don't have to be best friends with these people uh, in your flight but you should definitely be there for them in ROTC and in life if they have anything very important or right. you know very bad going on that you're there for them and you got to just be a good person people recognize that don't be that guy who like never has time to talk to someone who needs help or anything
2: like yeah. that so and if you completely disagree you'll learn very quick we see it all the time this, yeah. you know those few cadets that come in and they're like you know what like i don't need y'all you all preach this teamwork thing it's like no i'm good i'm gonna do my own thing super quick it's like okay yeah i realized like i should probably be part of the team
0: 100 we also we also had another question about how to get closer to poc so like you know um we're assuming off that question you're basically just kind of saying like you know how to get more comfortable with poc uh, how to not be nervous when you walk by us, like, that kind of thing. And that goes back to the proactive uh, thing you were talking about where you want to have all your fundamentals down. You want it to be, when you're in uniform, your salute is automatic. You don't even have to think about it. You know, make sure you know your greeting. Right. Obviously, with POC, we're at the point where we've been here doing this for three four years now. So, like, it it's just natural, yeah. I don't even really have to think about, oh, you know, is it, is it uh, morning or afternoon, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So get that stuff down. The best way to do that is to come up to the detachment with your mask, obviously sign in, do everything that needs to be done. But we're open for a reason. I mean, we can't have like 100 people in here, obviously. But I'll be honest with you the that's pretty dead during the week. There's not that many people that are here. Uh, Me and Cadet Okada are here. I'm here almost every day. Cadet Garcia is here every day. Just every day Cadet Garcia is here and he's really nice and he'll talk to you. So come into the detachment get to know us, especially on non-uniform day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's
2: a lot more relaxed.
0: Yeah, we're all in our civilians and hanging out and getting stuff done, working together. And um, the sooner you get used to that, the better. Um, I know it's a lot easier for people that live far away to come up here. Well, during the normal school year, that's what would happen. Like the people who are up here, the most of the people that either A, live really far away and don't want to have to go home in between classes. Or uh, B, their house is just loaded with people all the time or it's way too loud or, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to be at their house when they're studying and doing their work. So if you have any of that stuff going on or even if you love your place and you just want to get out of the house, come up here, hang out, bring your computer, get schoolwork done, whatever, you'd be surprised. You could be a lot more productive up here when you don't got the Xbox in front right. of you and all that good no, stuff. It's you know, well, easy to take a nap. Oh, yeah, we're all guilty of that. I, I'm the same way, you know. I get the distractions out of the way. So, in terms of getting closer to us, just come up more often. No one's going to tear you apart. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world if you miss a greeting. We'll, we'll make sure you get educated on that and, and, and you're good for the next POC you walk by. Yeah. But for that, yeah. And then the other part of that question was like how to relate to POC. I mean, you got to just, I think one of the best ways to relate to us for ROTC. Is volunteer for jobs.
2: Yeah, get involved.
0: Yeah, because so when you get involved, and you have responsibility, like right now, I I have Cadet Choi helping me out with um, some public affairs stuff for the Camp Bullis event. Now, Cadet Choi gets to see, oh wow, like the POC really do a lot of stuff. You know, the debt is you know essentially run. You know, ex- things are executed by the POC. So when you start to see like what we're doing and how much work we do um you could definitely relate back to us a lot quicker you know you see one of us stressed out you know you know oh wow they might be loaded you know like cadet chavez is you know planning camp bullets and crushing it so you know next time you see cadet chavez you might want to be like hey you good you know do you need any help or do you you, would you like this suggestion that i have and 90 percent of the time they're gonna be like yeah what's up you know you have a suggestion cool so you know, don't be quiet, or don't be silent, don't sit in the back. If you have ideas, or if you find yourself bored with these online classes, and you, or if you don't work and you have free time on your hands, come in and ask, and, and ask to help out. And um, you'll get recognized for stuff like that, you know? The people who are involved in planning all these events that we have to do, and the PDTs and everything, you get recognized when you kill it, you know? Could a Pantai crushed a beast, beast last year. Yeah. And there was, you know, GMC that helped plan that, or you know, helped work and had positions and things right. like that. So, um, definitely, just get involved and understand what we do, because uh, most of your POC are busy, very oh, busy, yeah. very, very busy, and um, not to take away from the GMC, we know y'all are busy too. So, for sure. But yeah, for in terms of relating to us, do you have anything else on that? I no, know? I
2: think you pretty much hit it all. It's just you know, like be confident in yourself. But it's nothing crazy like one thing to remember is we're all college students, we're all in this together type of thing. So like, you know, if, if there's anyone that you should be able to relate to, especially in these times, it's, you know, that you fellow cadets and that includes POC.
0: Definitely, and I, and I think I mentioned this last week or a week before is to try to find POC that are like you or maybe POC that are the complete opposite of you. Like if you're very quiet and you don't like to talk much and you know a POC who's super talkative or always wants to talk to you, say you know maybe ask them some questions or you know get some input on how they can how you can be more active in the conversation um if you talk a lot and you're always very vocal about things and you're very opinionated go talk to someone who's a lot quieter and more reserved and maybe get some advice on like how they operate and things like that Um, sometimes opposites attract and work really well and sometimes you get along with people who are just like you so definitely find poc who are like you and unlike you and hang out with them or ask them questions you know we're all you know we're, we all have hobbies we're all yeah. some of us are sports fans and right. things like that you'd be surprised Regular people. yes 100 um cool um the last thing we kind of have here for this section is what poc want to see from gmc so that's again pretty broad right like you could you could go into the broad topics of like uh, characteristics that you want to see, like leadership, followership, and things like yeah. that. I mean, what do you think? Obviously, all you got—we can hit all the basic yeah. stuff, like be a good follower, be nice,
2: yeah, have just, integrity. All the basic human things, cadet yeah. things, like we were talking about earlier, just getting yourself squared away. Uh, but I think something that's really awesome uh, as a POC—you know, we were both flight commanders, so you know, we, we had that interaction, that day-to-day interaction with GMC. Um, we're both on the pa team so we you know we're, we're out there and we see a lot you know we observe a lot of the big picture stuff i think that something that's cool to see is just gmc trying you know and like really trying to stand out and get their name out there um, putting in the effort because you'll notice from the outside looking in if, if you have that one cadet who's like you know like really trying to push and motivate their flight and take care of their wingman it kind of like seeps into everyone else right it really motivates everyone mm-hmm. else to do the same thing and then you start seeing like, the flights work together, and it's, like, clockwork. Like, when they're a team, like, they're just getting stuff done and, like, melting really together or really well together. And, like, I don't know. That's I don't something know. I like to see is just a bunch of motivated cadets, you know, really selfless women, that kind of thing. Definitely.
0: I agree 100%. Helping each other. I want to see, like, y'all helping each other out. I want to see people accepting their weaknesses and working right. on their weaknesses, whether it's PT, warrior knowledge, being too quiet, being too loud, stepping on toes, not stepping on toes. You got to work on that stuff, and I think going off the flip side of what we want to see, we definitely don't want to see kind of the, some of the things that we were talking about earlier, talking about earlier with um, in regards to not accepting when you messed up, yeah. and uh, when someone does try to come to you and be helpful, uh, getting all defensive and upset, and having or an I excuse for everything. Yeah, yeah, and having a being like you know standoffish and having an excuse like oh well you know blah 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 blah. Um, and that's something that everyone has ish- has had issues with at some point or you know been a little bit a little bit defensive yeah. but one thing that you can really do to see what POC want to see out of GMC and don't want to see out of GMC is get yourself in a leadership position oh, yeah. like i was never a team coach before i was a flight commander i was never a leader in like a small group or you know like something organized right. like i I don't know, like a team leader for something. But, like, I know Cadet Garcia, he coached, like, Little League football for, like, yeah. three, you know, when he was a GMC, I think he was doing it. So if you can get yourself in leadership positions, that, for me, was the quickest way to see, oh, my gosh, like, when I was a flight commander and I had a cadet do something really good, I would be like, oh, wow. Like, I can't believe I didn't think to do that or act that in that way. And then on the flip side, when I would see something that I really didn't like out of a cadet – that really bothered me. I'd be like, "Oh wow, I've done that before. Like, oh, I can't believe I did that." You know? So, you can really boost your self-awareness on what POC you want to see if you take, you know, respons take a take responsibility in a role or right. volunteer to be a leader of something. Try
2: to put yourself in our shoes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even just being the GMC flight commander for the week, you'll yeah. see what you don't want to. See. You'll learn what you don't like to see out of people that you're in charge of. Well, you're they're still your peers, obviously. For that week, you're the flight commander, you know. Uh, when you tell your deputy to you need a time hack and they're like, oh, man, or they're never ready or yeah. whatever, then it's like, dang, I need to make sure that that's not me when right, I'm the deputy. The deputy yeah. Exactly. Or when I'm the follower. And when you when you have your, you know, deputy coming to you like, hey, I had this cool idea. You know, we could take 20 seconds off the time it gets takes to get from the auditorium to the, you know, main building or whatever. Right. That's awesome. That's a good thing, and that'll take note of that. Take mental notes in your head. You're not gonna remember everything, but you'll definitely have moments when you're in a leadership position where someone does things that are good and bad, and, and you gotta definitely keep those with you and remember. Like, fit. let's not do that, or let's make sure I, yeah. I do that next time. Or I'm in a followership do it position. Better. Yeah.
2: Try to improve every single time.
0: <laughs> definitely cool. Well, if you have any other questions on that, or if you're the person who has submitted that uh, question. Uh, you know, feedback is always welcome in the Slack DMs. Uh, we hope you're here. Um, but I'm sure that helped out anyone else who's watching too, who's a GMC. So yeah. I think that was a good little uh, conversation on that end. Um, we'll move out to a little, we'll give a little kind of rundown of what's going to happen at Camp Bullis. I don't know how much you know about it. I know a decent amount about Not it so far. Um, we'll make it quick for this. So, yeah, Camp Bullis, if you don't know what it is, uh, it's going to be an event for the FTP. Um, cadets, you're going to be in there actually. Right. Cadet Mejia is going to be in there. So you're going to get to go out there for the 100s. You'll see some of this stuff in the newsletter um, and, and you'll be doing something like this when you're a 200 in the spring semester. But basically they're going to go out there and they get, while they're not simulating field training, they are preparing you as best they can for what the environment is like. Uh, it's, it's, it's stated in our uh, in our rules that we do not simulate anything. But we can, you know, train and go over the main topics as you've been, as FTP knows. The fundamentals. um, Yes, all the fundamentals and, like, uh, just everything that FTP is learning right now. They have to go through things from, like, you know, making sure they know their warrior knowledge all the way to how to fold your clothes to put them in the bag that you take, you know, so they'll get practice in like land nav, they'll get practice in LRCs, which uh, if you didn't know is a leadership reaction course is what it's called, right? Yep. So yeah, so that's like a little course where we can't go into the details on what you do in a specific LRC, we can tell you it's a, it's a leadership uh, training exercise, essentially. Yeah, they're really fun. Yeah, they're fun, um, you know, you need to, it'll teach the, the, the LRCs while you're there at Bullis and when you're at field training for my FTP people who haven't done them yet um, you'll learn, uh, some do's and don'ts on picking people for certain roles, you know? Yeah. Hey, testing your leadership. exactly. You know, it just, anything is as simple as, oh, Hey, let's not pick Cadet Drake as the, the guy who has to do something that we need someone really tall for or <laughs> something like that. Like we, you know, you can utilize, or, Hey, we need someone small to be able to complete this task or even like, Oh, Hey, I know this person is very stern and, and, and won't and very calculated so let me make them my time hack and they're i know they're going to be like time you know and they're going to be like 10 seconds or a minute or whatever so you'll learn about how to pick people and uh how to work with the team when you do those lrcs so that'll be fun you'll like those
2: problem solving it's really just one big problem solving thing it's like you have this puzzle that you have to complete um and you have this team that you can utilize it's about how you utilize them and what steps you take to try and
0: Complete the puzzle. 100%. We also know you guys will be working on squadron marching and accountability, which is huge at field training. By the time you get to field training, you'll have that um, already done. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll know what you're doing. And if not, you'll pick up really quick uh, because you do it every day, like countless times per day at field training. So I know that was something that um, Cadet Lou. Cadet Wagner and Cadet Honrado and them were working on that yesterday yeah. to give their little brief.
2: Cadet Irwin.
0: and yeah, and Cadet Tini. Irwin, too. Yeah. They were did they give that brief to everyone in the in the main auditorium? Was uh, that the GMC Everyone arena? in the main auditorium, correct? Yeah. Cool. They,
2: they were showing them a little rundown of how to how to squadron march from the squadron commander, deputy squadron, flight commanders, and then a the person in the
0: flight. Yeah, so that'll be something that they'll, our cadets will be able to get to practice while they're at Camp Bullis um, uh, next week. Um, and then accountability as well you'll have to know how to do accountability uh, when you're at field training so the squadron accountability, the verbiage for it, how the deputy squadron commander works with all the flight commanders to make sure that they know everywhere, where everyone's at and all that good stuff um, and then yeah that's what Bullis is going to look like, it's going to be really fun uh, I'm on the PA team for Camp Bullis so we're going to be taking pictures, we're going to be taking drone video, like some really cool stuff um, and all the, all the 100s that aren't going to be there, we'll get a chance to check that out in the newsletter and get a little heads up on what it's going to look like for you next year. Um, I had a little note on here to give y'all some tips for Camp Bullis maybe. I know Cadet Okada hasn't been to field training yet so he doesn't, uh, he might not know as much, but just make sure you're looking out for everybody. You're going to be outdoors, it might be cold, it might be hot, who knows what the weather here. So yeah, just make sure everyone's good. Um, if you see someone, if you, if you already crushed the, an LRC that day or you're already crushing it and you've got recognized for something, let someone else, you know, go into the background a little bit. Uh, don't completely fade out or whatever, you know, help when you need to, but let other people have a chance to show their leadership skills right. and show their followership skills. Definitely. And just uh, have some courage with these LRCs, you know. It's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be fun. There's there's safety gear involved in these LRCs. You know, you got to be safe. There's some pretty uh, physically demanding tasks and things you got to do.
2: Yeah.
0: So have fun with that. Don't be scared. And if you see that person in your flight that looks like, oh crap, you know, I'm gonna have to do this physical task or get to the other side of this, you know, thing, um, push them in a good way and motivate them. Be there for them. Let them know, hey, you're safe. You got this. It's going to be fun. You guys will you guys will like Camp Bullis. And um, the last thing that I have on that really is just remember that your POC set it up. Cadet Chavez has been working like crazy recently in Cadet Childers to get everything together for this event. So while you're there, don't waste time. Respect the fact that there's been a lot of work that's gone into this. And um, have a good attitude while you're there because there's no point in going out there if you're going to be all – you know down or not want to help anyone out yeah, after all the work located. that's been put into this yeah. stuff for sure but we know watch. ftp won't you guys will be locked on so right right
2: it will be fun stuff i think oh real quick a pro tip for uh that accountability portion um uh, for any gmc watching this stream i think get your reps in with accountability right now because drake mentioned you'll get used to it at field training because i guess you do it like all the time <laughs> right Count- like you said countless times but something that uh you know just just going back to every single point we talked about today, standing out, um, what POC want to see from GMC and then the whole accountability thing. Uh, something I taught my flight um, last semester was always keep accounting for, or keep your wingman accountable type thing. So make sure you know where everyone's at all the time um, and really try to genuinely care for them, right? So I think that's a, a really small, like small thing that you can do, um, that you can practice, but it'll really help you shine. Get that credibility is just really harping on that accountability.
0: Hundred percent, completely agree. Nice. Again, if you have any questions on that specific topic, or there's something we didn't touch on, DMs on Slack or drop it in the. How do you say Google form? Right. Yes. Google form. form. Sweet. Okay. Well, to wrap up the podcast for the last ten minutes, we'll go into y'all's future. Everyone's future here would be the job they're gonna get, right? So we had a question last week that a um, cadet wanted to hear about some obscure AFSCs, for lack of a better word, or AFSCs that people don't really know about. People don't really, you know, we might not. You might not have 20 people in a room that are like, I want to do that AFSC so bad. Um, so you've got all your normal rated jobs, uh, which you know, a lot of people are tracking. You got pilot, CISO, ABM, RPA, and then the new space stuff. Uh, Most people know what that is. We have actual rated officers come in and talk to us, so I won't harp on that too much. Um, And then you have your non-rated AFSCs. I know the big ones that people usually think of are like security forces. Most people know what that is. Contracting, most people know what that is. That's like um, buying things, purchasing things for the military, seeing where our funding goes and all that. You got financing, or finance, which is a lot of like making sure that your airmen get paid, you know, things like that. Um, and then to wrap it up, you have logistics, which is in charge of um, make what goes where, for lack of a better word, yes. what goes where, railroad, highways, boats, down planes, everything yeah. down to the, the socks we get. Yeah. So that would be logistics. And then you have um, maintenance group, which is kind of broken into a couple different categories, but essentially they're called maintainers and the enlisted personnel on that side are keeping aircraft going, making sure things work, making sure communication systems work, all that stuff. And then if you're an officer and that's your job, then you're kind of just in charge of those people and you write off and sign off on things. Um, and then, for is what's it, what, there's one more that, I, that most people, oh, Intel. Intel's a really big one. So to go into these more obscure AFSCs, one thing that people don't really know is in the Intel world, there's a bunch of different Categories and jobs you can have because think about it intel is a huge, you know, yeah. if, if you don't know intel is basically like um, You have to know what's going on with a certain topic to be able to brief our ops Air Force people so ops Air Force is like, you know, anyone from Attack P or a Crow or a Stowe who's gonna go out on a mission with his with the squad or with her squad and then you could have people who are like a pilot or like a CISO, right. like uh, Colonel Hoffman was telling us about when he flew last last week, or a couple weeks ago. He, you know, he doesn't just go on those missions without any intel. Someone's got to be there to brief them. Here's how many people we think are in the area. Here's what are the weapon systems they have, et cetera, et cetera. What
2: to look out
0: for, yeah. yeah, what to look out for. So what people don't realize is while there are some more broad intel jobs or like, you know, higher up company-grade officer jobs where you're kind of just in charge of certain people who are in intel yeah. you can get into like um, weapons intel like you might really know how to how the weapon systems on the on planes on uh, enemy or friendly forces work there's um, you could do training intel jobs where you're working at Training areas on bases in the United States and you're permanently stationed there like somewhere like Randolph and your job is to just every time a class of uh, You know cadets or airmen or whoever comes through you're teaching them um, You know a specific thing regarding their job you might be intel for uh, base security and defense so you know what's been what people usually try to how people usually try to breach the base or things like that to teach like security forces people so there's a lot of different areas in the intel world that you can get into Um, another job that people don't know much about it's a newer job that the air force is getting more allocations for uh, and that would be the foreign area officer the fao so the fao is um, a career field that we've been utilizing to kind of represent the air force almost how public affairs does but more overseas and more you know if there's a country or a region that has a lot of fighting going on or there's a very strong political reason for people to be there then your foreign area officer would deploy there and say you go to you know brazil you would ideally speak the, the local language and, and be pretty well versed on the local culture so if you're like, oh wow, you know, if you're sitting here thinking I'm taking German right now or I'm taking Chinese right now, that's a very real possibility for you. Is in, in, what it, it's a Foxtrot uh, Alpha Oscar F A O. Uh, so if you want to look into that, it's um, it's a really interesting job. And if you're into local politics or you know how things work and how local people perceive the military and our government in different in different countries. Um, that might be something for you to look at. And then wrapping up the little conversation on like obscure AFSCs, while it's not an AFSC, one thing that you can do as an officer that uh, many people don't know about is you can always go and get your master's or your PhD in, um, any, in whatever your field of study is, whatever you're interested in. So I was just talking to Colonel Hoffman, and he was telling me about how he actually has office active duty officers who are here at UTSA, who are students who are doing their PhD right now. Yeah. And what they just, they kind of need um, a connection to like sign off on paperwork or if they want to go on leave and, and stuff like that. That's how, he, that's how he works with them. But he was telling me, you know, you can get a PhD in, in anything, you know, if it's helpful to the Air Force, if you want to get like a PhD in political science, you could end up at the Pentagon, you know, like that. they want people who are, um, specialists in certain areas same thing with your master's program if you're a contracting officer you might be sent off after a couple years to get your master's done so that you can really help uh people under you and teach maybe some more about uh contracting and become an instructor so that's another thing especially for a really new gmc if you like school or you really enjoy the major that you're studying right now um keep an eye out for that the air force will uh constantly as you get higher up in the um Officer world, be asking you, hey, you want to go get, you want to go to, you know, Colorado and get your master's at this university, and you can definitely jump on those programs. The only thing to keep in mind is, uh, if the military is paying for your school, you are getting, you're, in, uh, how do you say, you're committing to more time essentially. So yeah. a lot of times, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go do my three-year PhD, you owe the military that time back. So when you finish your PhD, you'll have to add that on to the end of your contract. So just remember that um, if you're thinking about doing some more schooling later on in your career. And uh, the other thing too is to get. Um, currently, me if I'm wrong. Is it 06 Colonel or Lieutenant Colonel? They pretty much want everyone to have a master's degree. Yeah,
2: I think it's I think it's Lieutenant Colonel, where they want you to have a master's and mm. something.
0: Okay, so yeah, we'll go with Lieutenant Colonel, but definitely by Colonel, you yeah. the Air Force the the main. Uh, how do you say like a
2: requirement.
0: the main requirement and the main idea is that everyone has some kind of a higher education degree in something that they're interested in or something pertaining to their job so that's definitely something to look out for too if you're thinking oh i'm never going to school again and, and you want to do a 20-year career in the air force you're going to go back to school at some point yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah those are some little um, obscure uh, career paths and things that people don't Especially in your GMC, might not know about. But with that, uh, we got about two minutes left. Do you have any input on any of that stuff? No, not really.
2: Cool. Just, you know, the Air Force is, is always trying to improve the education of their people.
0: Definitely. Always trying to improve education and get people knowledgeable on things. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, next week, we'll have Cadet Me- Mejia back. Shout out to Cadet Mejia, by the way. He said he'd watch, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's out of town really- right now. Um, so we don't have him here, but, uh, shout out. He's been helping us out a lot. Yeah. And, uh, we really are enjoying this PAO stuff. So any ideas again, foot stomping it, hit us up, DM us on Slack and, um, podcast is just going to continue to grow yep. and we're going to be here every Friday.
2: I think like we said last week too, keep the, uh, you know, keep updated on the podcast stuff because we have a lot of people, uh, or at least plans for people in the works to come in. Oh yeah. And talk about the more, you know, active duty, real life, like scenarios that you guys want to hear about, like examples of like ejection stories, uh, deployment stories, like all the cool stuff.
0: Really cool stuff, definitely.
2: Just keep an eye out for that.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, if you want to kill it, make sure you tune in next week. I'll send out those announcements. And everyone, have a good weekend.